0: We are standing on the shoulders of those who've gone before us. And we forget. We forget. So tomorrow is Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, and the next day, the Catholics have said, is All Saints' Day, and the day after that, All Souls' Day, a three-day celebration of those who've gone before and of those who live in the world of the spirit, the world of the soul, who are not presently embodied. So when I um, decided what I was gonna talk about today, I wrote, it was a month and a half ago when I write these titles, Samhain and All Hallows. It looks like Samhain, (laughs) but apparently, because the Irish alphabet has nothing to do with the English alphabet, it's pronounced Samhain. Samhain, Samhain. And um, then I started, it's like, okay, now I have to write something about Samhain in All hollows. Mm-hmm. Where do I go? And the thing that I went to mostly is this idea of the ancestors who've gone before us. And I've had a very different um, maybe even difficult kind of idea of my ancestors. I'm not a genealogist by any stretch. I'm very interested in those of my family members that I knew um, and their lives and, and how they lived, but I'm an adopted child and I just never felt, it was like whose genealogy do I follow? Those of someone I never, ever, ever met or those of the people who I love but who are not related to me by birth. And I may have shared this story before, I was in seminary and one of my teachers, one of my instructors who was a Iroquois pipe carrier was talking about how important it is to honor the ancestors. And I, without knowing that there was any pain around it, I just raised my hand and said, what if you don't know who your ancestors are? (laughs) So apparently there was some pain around that. And he looked at me and went, They know who you are. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I didn't think, it seems so obvious. But we are, whether we know them, whether we share DNA with them or not, we as a human race are to the point of evolution that we are because of everything that has gone before. Just as our gathering here this morning, Literally, billions of things had to take place. All these cells had to get together and agree to stay you, right? And each of you and then get you in a car in Dallas traffic over here. So many things went on to make it possible for us to be here and so many things have gone on in the history of humankind to make it possible for us all to be here. And guess what? Your ancestor is Jesus. Your ancestor is Gandhi. Your ancestor is Martin Luther King. Amen. Your an- Even though she's not dead yet, my ancestor is Julie Andrews. <laughs> your ancestors are anyone who has gone before you and helped lead the way to where you are now. All your teachers, the ones you liked and the ones you didn't, all lessons, the ones you enjoyed, and the ones that you thought you were gonna die from. And often we learn more from those lessons that we thought were gonna kill us than we do from the things, the lessons that come when we're just like, yeah, okay, that's fine, we'll hang out, yeah. This is how we learn, this is how we grow. We are standing on the shoulders, but we forget. So Friday, I was standing on the shoulders of my grandma. Um, We called her Ninny because my brother couldn't say Granny, and so she was stuck being Ninny the rest of her life. (laughs) She always kept a large garden. She had a big yard herself, and that was all garden in the summertime. Plus, she leased an empty lot across the street from her that belonged to a neighbor for her to have another big garden over there, which means you know how I spent my summer days when I was with my grandmother. And she then, after we harvested it all, she preserved it so that we could have green beans from her garden all through the winter. And I don't do that. (laughs) I don't have time to do that. I wish my grandmother was still alive so I could eat her green beans. But I spent all day Friday and and several days before this canning um, pears because my pear tree made over 700 pairs at last count it's just, it's been crazy I've brought some here it's like I'm telling people take them home and I made some preserves and it was exhausting and it was tiring and I felt the connection with my grandmother I felt the connection with my mother I felt the connection with my father and I'm not related to any of those by blood the only blood relative I have is Aaron And so I was thinking, as I'm doing this preserving, how many people whose shoulders we stand upon, Joe playing the piano there, stands upon the shoulders of Africans brought over to America, who actually brought us and synthesized with American music to create jazz and to create blues and to create rock and roll. We're standing on the shoulders, I am standing on the shoulders of my Celtic relatives who came over here with their music and spread out through Appalachia. If you listen close, Celtic music and bluegrass sound remarkably similar. We're standing on the shoulders of all that, the music that we have today. Ooh, there's a lot to be grateful for, isn't there? So much to be grateful for. Somebody grew, these trees grew and somebody felled them and somebody carved them and somebody put them here in this room and created walls and beams and pews out of them. You might not think them, because the pews I know aren't that comfortable, but just think about all that went into it. This is every day. I try to, um, I, I, I promise I don't do it every time, but I try at least occasionally to remember when I sit down to a meal, how many people were involved. The sowers and the hoers and the pickers and the transporters and the grocery stores and all of the things that went into me being able to have this fresh food on my table that I had nothing to do with growing. We stand on the shoulders of so many. We stand side by side. No man is an island. We don't exist by ourselves. We really exist only in community. We really exist only in community. We are one. You know, I always like to bring it back to that point. We are one, not in some, oh, we are one, but in uh, down to earth, we are one. We are all the same thing. We are one giant organism growing together, evolving together. So all humans are our ancestors. And all humans have had a part in evolving us physically, so now we have legs to walk on and stand upright and stuff like that physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of our ancestors have evolved us to this point and brought us as a community from a every man for himself into a more tribal community. I've got to have a community in order for me to be safe and well. They've evolved us to the point lately where everybody's got their own community and they're more worried about their community than about your community because we're us and you are obviously them. And we are the ones evolving us into there is only us when we refuse to claim only our tribe, when we refuse to say, ah, that's them, they don't agree with me, so that's them. When we say, nope, 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 I don't care what you say, you're an us. I'ma love you anyway. It's not easy. It's not easy. But that's what it takes to evolve the planet. And that's how peace on earth will come. Not, not some war to end all wars. <laughs> you know that doesn't work. But from enough people deciding, no, enough of this, there is no them, there is only us. We stand as one. We stand as one, in agreement or not in agreement. You know, parts of my body disagree with each other all the time. My brain tells my hand to write something and what comes out is completely illegible. My hand and my brain are not always in agreement. And yet, I have no doubt that that this is me, right? Our bodies rebel in lots of ways. Our bodies rebel in lots of ways, and we. so does this organism that we call humankind, this organism that we call planet Earth. Okay, I think I've made that, um, that point pretty well. So, When we forget whose shoulders we stand upon, we lose so much. Now I'm bringing it back around to Samhain and All Hallows. So our ancestors, we have this holiday that every kid in America knows about. It's Candy Day. (laughs) There's all kinds of other stuff that goes along with that, but the bottom line is Candy Day. It's Candy Day. And there are lots of um, really, really interesting rites and rituals and beliefs that have evolved us into this holiday as it is. Our human ancestors were way more in touch with the seasons than we are. I admit, in the summertime, I live in air conditioning. Pretty much only (laughs) I go from my air-conditioned house and I run fast to my air-conditioned car and complain that it doesn't get cool fast enough and I drive to an air conditioned place and run in and run back out Um, this time of year I am more connected to nature because I can stand to be outside I I challenge myself to be outside more in the summertime I've been doing that for the last few years and I'm getting somewhat better at it um, except in August But this time of year is the time when we begin to harvest what we have planted. Now that is such a metaphysical thing. We're all always harvesting what we've planted, right? We're planting seeds in our lives all the time. The friendships we have now are growing from the seeds of friendship we planted perhaps long ago. So we're always sowing something and we're always harvesting something. But let's go back to those Celtic ancestors from which this holiday came, who were so in touch with the stars, so in touch with the moon, so in touch with the sun, without a clock to their name, so in touch to what was going on in the world around them that they were able to pinpoint the exact time of year when it changed to, from mostly light, mostly daylight in our 24-hour period to mostly dark in our 24-hour period. And this is what this is this whole holiday is about. That coincided with the time of the harvest, which was very very important because when it's mostly dark and cold, things don't grow well. And so giving thanks for the harvest of the summertime and preserving that harvest and getting ready to lay in for what could be a very, very hard winter was part of this celebration and there were superstitions around it. And they believed both in the spring, in the vernal equinox and the autumnal equinox, um, that those were the times when they felt like the veil between the spiritual world and the physical world was the thinnest when dark and light were roughly even. Isn't that interesting? And so all these costumes came about because they wanted to, and, and there's, it's very, very interesting, and I don't have to go th- through all of this, but they wanted to fool any evil people that might be coming from the dark side. It's like, uh, if you don't recognize me, maybe you won't play a trick on me. But they also wanted to entertain and welcome their own ancestors. And so they had feasts. And then the children dressed up, up, they called it guising or mumming. They got in their disguises and they went door to door and sang for people like caroling. They sang and they were given cakes in repayment. And so that's where this tradition of going door to door and getting candy is from. It comes from those ancestors. And so, um, some of the things that they would do, just interestingly, they would wear their clothes inside out, so maybe they wouldn't be recognized. And of course, the, um, the Irish and the Scots, the Celts, all together, believed in the little people and the fairies. It's always nice to have someone to blame. <laughs> right? We talk about this. Someone to blame, not my fault, someone must have done it. We use people of the opposite political party, it's their fault. They had the little people and the fairies. And so the tricks were they would play tricks on each other and then blame it on the fairies, because everybody knows that fairies are tricksters. So they got by with it on this time of year because they knew the people who were superstitious about fairies would be less likely to blame the person involved and more likely to blame some supernatural event. And the treats, singing for cakes, and the harvest, plenty. And, you know, man worked very hard in the summertime, but he kind of laid low in the winter. There, there was not as much food. They couldn't afford to expend as much energy. And so they laid low, kept warm, hoped that the food that they had would last. And so they did, sacrifices, ritual sacrifices. And I know that sounds like, oh! horrible but y'all pagan just means the people whose religion was connected to nature and an animal sacrifice meant that not just a regular slaughtering for us to eat but we're going to come together and pray and give thanks for this meat that is going to see us through the winter time and we're going to slaughter it and we're going to share it out and everybody gets to preserve it And help make it through the winter because they knew that only by coming together could they really make it through this time and i would like to posit that only by coming together can we make it through this time and not just coming together with our like-minded people like-minded people don't grow us they don't challenge us we don't even need to listen to like-minded people, because we already know what they're gonna say. The sad thing is we also think we know what the people who are not like-minded are gonna say, and so we don't listen to them either. We put each other in pigeonholes. And I would like for you, when you leave today, whether it's someone out on the street or someone on the TV news or whoever's playing the Cowboys today, for you to look at them and say, you are us, we are we, you are not them. I'm here because of you, you are helping evolve me into who I am today, and I am becoming a being of greater and greater love, and I know that my love can affect you if I work at it diligently, if I pay attention, if I remember, if I stay aware, if I stay aware The other thing they did is this was the time of year when everybody let their hearth fires go out, or maybe they hadn't had any hearth fires for a while because it's been summertime. And they all came together and literally rubbed two sticks together or put a giant plank on a giant spindle until they got enough sparks for a fire with everybody working together. And, from the, and they built a bonfire from that, and then everybody took a stick from that bonfire and went home and left, lit their hearth fires so they would stay lit throughout the season. And they came from this communal fire. Y'all, this is so metaphysical. This communal fire is the spirit that lives within all of us. The spirit that we can feel in, in, big, pl- in big plenty when we come together. Sometimes it's, we can feel the spirit when we're all alone in a room, but sometimes it's hard to feel the spirit when we're all alone in the room. It's much easier when we come into a room and we sing together, and we eat little spiders made of Oreos, <laughs> and we laugh and we play together, Yeah, the communal flame. This is for protection. I'm wearing these for protection. So that any ancestor who doesn't like me very much will hopefully skip on by me and talk to someone else. And if they don't skip on by me and they do something horrible, I'm going to blame the fairies. So this is about protection. It's about protection by being together. It's about um, feasting. Isn't that what we do every Sunday after church? Maybe it's not, a, a, it's not Henry VIII feast with turkey legs, but there's always some plenty in there because why? Somebody volunteers to bring it and set it up and clean it up afterward for you. For you. These are amazing and remarkable things, and we forget how amazing and remarkable they are. Somebody got here way before me and turned on the lights. I didn't have to do it. And turned on the sound system. These people learned their music so that when I came this morning, we rehearsed quickly and got together. We, everything in our lives, we are so interdependent upon others. And so, a couple more things I want to say. Jack-o'-lanterns, this is just interesting, it has nothing to do with spirit were originally carved turnips, and then they would put a coal inside the turnip so its eyes would glow. They carried around on a stick to scare people or whatever, and it eventually became carved pumpkins because it's easier to put a candle in a pumpkin than in a turnip. One of the things that they did, which is really beautiful, which is carried on today in the Mexican tradition of Dia de los Muertos, is to set a table for the ancestors so that when we are feasting, we understand that they are here with us as well. And we are remembering them. Do they necessarily believe that their ancestor is coming and eating this food on the table? No, but they are ritually saying, I welcome you into my heart, I remember you. I give thanks for what you have given to me. We're leading into the season of Thanksgiving, y'all. I'm going to be talking about thanks a whole awful lot. And so there's all this really wonderful stuff going on, rituals that were developed to help people make it through the darkest, scariest, coldest time of the year. They came together and said, we'll light the fire. I'll keep a candle burning for you, basically. And then the Pope went, I don't like all you pagans doing that stuff, so we're going to move that holiday, we're going to put it in the spring, and we're going to call it All Saints Day. And they called it All Saints Day, but still, at this time of year, they got together and they lit their fires and, you know, evolved into, at one point, men throwing burning sticks at each other because that's the kind of thing men do. And... um, (laughs) they wouldn't quit celebrating in the way that they their ancestors had celebrated and so the catholic church being very very smart pope boniface moved it and then pope gregory one of the gregories moved it back said okay let's just put it on this holiday and it's going to be all saints day that's november 1st all hallows day so this is all ha- tomorrow is all hallows eve the eve before all hallows all Hallows is when, we, is when they decided that we would recognize all the saints. And then the next day, All Souls Day, we've recognized the saints, now we're gonna rec- recognize the regular people. I believe in one day, one day, because we're all saints and we're all regular people. And it's really clever of that. I, I, I actually credit the Catholic church for keeping a lot of these old traditions alive, including Christmas, including um, the things that we do at Easter, those are all pagan traditions that were co-opted by the church of the time so that they could try to make the pagans look a little more Christian. (laughs) And so that the pagans who were actually converting to Christianity still had the connection their ancestors, to what had come before, to what their families had been doing for generations. It's really a beautiful thing. So, quickly, what can we learn about ourselves and what we need in this life from this holiday, from our ancestors, from what has gone before and from the traditions that we take in now. Our tradition is we put a lion head on our golden retriever and she goes out front with Bob while he hands out candy and goes, There's a lion! Escape from the zoo! <laughs> That's our current tradition. Awareness of the world around us. Awareness of nature, awareness of the planet. And when we are aware, it is much harder for us to continue to rape and pillage the planet. Awareness. Awareness of the changes that are going on, not just planetary, but within ourselves. What's different about me this year? That's the thing about holidays is is they stick in our memory, they're, they're a special day out of time, and so we tend to remember what we were doing last year at this time when we wouldn't just on any normal Tuesday. What is the growth within us? What are the changes that are happening in relationally in our small relationships, in our one-on-ones and one-on-twos, and our big relationships within our community? The other thing we can learn is to acknowledge that everything has a season. And the dark times come, they always, always, always do. And the light comes again, it always, always, always does. Always. We commune with the living, we appreciate who's here, and we remember the dead. We have gratitude for those who have gone before. We set prayerful intentions for what we want to do, and we give thanks for what we have, and we give. Handing out candy, we're sharing from our good. How many of you opened the bag a month ago and it's empty and you have to go buy more? (laughs) (laughs) We're sharing from our good. And this is the best part, remembering fun, remembering play, watching the children's joy, because once your children are gone, what's Halloween to you? a time for cute little kids in costumes to come to your door and you get to give them candy and make them happy and they get to cry and be scared of the lion that escaped from the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) And this is very important to our ancestors. This time of feasting is for packing on weight so you can make it through the winter. (laughs) That's all. Happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Happy All Hallows and All Souls Day.